Welcome to Pieces for My Puzzle. I'm your host, Nikki Ship, and I'm excited to be sharing with you my life with a son on the spectrum. This podcast is for anyone who is looking for quick tips and perspective, but most of all, for hope and inspiration. So sit back, relax, and let's put the pieces together. And welcome back to another episode of Pieces for My Puzzle. I'm your host, Nikki Ship. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are going to continue our conversation from last week. Um, so if you did not get a chance to tune in to uh, us talking about CBD facts, part one in our series with guest speaker Rachel Woosley, please feel free to go back in and listen to that episode. Very insightful. And uh, that's part of the reason why we wanted to carry on this conversation on to part two today. So Rachel, thanks again for being here. Appreciate it. So excited to have you here on the show today. We've like, as I mentioned in part one, we um, have known each other for years and um, we've had so many conversations um, collaborating and also even talking about this topic, CBD, because of Rachel's extensive history that she does have. She um, has been very um, key in our lives in terms of helping us and as a family and with my son and, and incorporating CBD with Drayson. It's been hugely beneficial in our family. And even for me, I even joke around about how CBD has probably made me a better wife, mother, friend. <laughs> Everybody in general. I hear that a lot. And, um, <laughs> and I've been joking around a lot lately, too, about how I'm I'm going through the change. I'm so excited for menopause. I've been having hot flashes. So um, there has been some extra dosing of CBD for me as well <laughs> recently just yep. to manage my internal rage is what I like to call it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, just to continue on our conversation, I know we kind of closed out about some of the misconceptions about CBD. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of wanted to get a little bit more into, um, you know, within the autism realm, some right. things that we've noticed with Drayson. But um, again, just to kind of provide that disclaimer, you know, we are not doctors, we are uh, not uh, healthcare providers. I mean, we're retired healthcare providers, um, but uh, we're not actively practicing. Um, but this is a topic that is very important and, and it's very new. There's not a lot of research out right now about CBD. So we wanted to kind of debunk some of the myths and also maybe take it upon yourself. Maybe this is going to give you the encouragement that you need to take it upon yourself to learn more about CBD or educate yourself a little bit more about it and see if it might be beneficial for you and your family as well. So let's talk a little bit about, um, I wanted to get into kind of some of the sensory issues that I've had with Drayson over the years. And one thing that I've noticed the last couple months since we, this is like I said, round two of us trying CBD, um, that it has helped Drayson. um, I've noticed some of his uh, tics, if you will, his stemming has lessened um, and helped calm him a little bit. So my question is, do you find that CBD can help with overstimulation or understimulation? Have you noticed a difference between using CBD? Um, Most people, it's overstimulation that I Mm -hmm. see. I mean, we do, I've had a few people with understimulation, um, but mostly overstimulation and it's, and it's, if you go back to the last episode, we talked a lot about like the endocannabinoid system. Um, and so I'm not going to reiterate that, but what you're seeing is that homeostasis coming into play. And so when it's, 
your nervous system is affected, it's throwing off everything else. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, in autism, when other, uh, like epilepsy and things like that, where the nervous system or anxiety, when the nervous system is overstimulated, um, we're seeing a lot of uh, good results with people saying that they're have they're they're just noticing that they they maybe don't trigger as quickly mm-hmm. um, maybe they like you're with Drayson you're not seeing as much stimming because he's more relaxed mm-hmm. and he's probably his body's just like hey I'm a little bit more neutral calm I'm yeah. calm and so it's getting more comfortable with itself so that's what I like with overstimulation it's a lot of it is people are get their bodies are getting more comfortable with itself and you're able to pay you're able to see hey i'm 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 not having Mm -hmm. these reactions as much or i'm not having these ticks as much in my kids or i i you know as an adult like i may not trigger when my kids upset me quite as quickly Mm -hmm. or i don't react the same way so you're seeing that because you're overstimulated and that's usually why we react the way that we do is because our bodies are overstimulated or they're out of homeostasis so seeing that result has been and for me, at least as a former researcher, mm-hmm. that's really fun because when you see that consistently, you know that there's something, you know, right. nutritionally or supplementally that the cannabinoids are giving the body that is helping enough people to do that. And, you know, in my work with CBD, I see that all the time. Mm-hmm. And so that's, yeah. that's, it's great. When, so when I heard that, I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I do feel like it's kind of fulfilling some sort of deficiency that mm. he has. Yeah. But I've noticed like less stemming. Um, sometimes even when he has no socks on, he'll tippy toe walk. Um, mm-hmm. Like he doesn't like the cold sensation of the tile right. on his feet. But I've even noticed that he's not tiptoe walking as mm-hmm. much. He's more flat, you know, walking with right. flat feet. Um, and we've also noticed that he's speaking more. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't necessarily that it, think that it activated the, the mechanism of him speaking. I think it calmed him enough to be able to speak. Like I, sometimes I think that Drayson gets so anxious that, um, you know, it inhibits him from, right. from doing those things. And, you know, they talk about the overstimulation. Right. And so I've, I've noticed that even, um, we've been working on this goal with our home care team for, for quite a while now on just blank, what we call blanket statements where, you know, we say, oh, I, you know, I see a, a tree or, mm-hmm. or look at that, you know, look at that dog over there, right. kind of like the, the, you know, um, statement sentences. And we could never really draw Drayson out right. um, doing that. And it's funny, we, we decided to revisit that goal recently, we reintroduced it. And at the t- same time, I, you know, had kind of started the CBD. And, um, Sure enough, like I, it almost like he's very calm too when he says things like, right. oh, it's raining outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've noticed even a few things with that. And even also remembering where things are, right. which is funny because usually he's like, I don't know where it is. Like, right. I, you know, I can't find my blanket or, you know, I can't find my Lego, right. you know, set or whatever. And he would, you know, now it's like, well, where do you think it is? Right. And he'll go, hmm, and he'll make like a statement. Right. So we've noticed some more lead-ins with that too, and I'm wondering if it's not so much because it wasn't there, it's just that he's calmer. Right. Like he's less angst right. and feels like he can. Right. Um, well, his body is uh, not having to focus on the stimulation. Right. It's focusing on what the present moment that he's in, and he's able to process that. And and for anybody that has any type of nervous system issues, once their nervous system 
gets less stimulated. Everybody that I've ever met, I was always like, oh my gosh, I can actually like focus on what's here and now. And so that's, you know, it's his body is being able to not have to focus on the stimulation, but focus on what he's doing. So he, yeah, Yeah. that's completely understandable. And I feel like it's almost like a, um, I call it the princess and the pea syndrome. Mm. You know, you're laying on the mattress and the pea's underneath at the very bottom of the mattress and that person's so uncomfortable and they can't really pinpoint what's wrong. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, that's the analogy that I feel like it is because when he's, when he's overstimulated like like that, it's Mm -hmm. like, he's just seems so displaced. Like he can't get comfortable. Right. And, um, and I realize that it's part of how he's processing information. Right. Um, and he hasn't stopped doing it completely, but we've just noticed that it's lessened a little bit. And so I wonder if it has quieted that part of him so that he can actually focus. Um, do you find that CBD can help some people with focus? Oh, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Because what it's doing is exactly what is happening with Drayson. Drayson is that the body is no longer having to focus on the body. It's focusing on what the brain wants to function and do at the moment in time. So right. because a lot of times when we're not focused, it's because it's either we're worrying about things or we're, we're trying to be trying to do something in the future that we're not Mm -hmm. prepared for something that we've regretted in the past or that we're thinking that we did wrong um so we're we're focused in the wrong places and so when we can quiet that mind in a way to focus more on the mind not on the body Mm -hmm. and focus on what's at hand then a lot of people say that they have a lot more focus because they can they can see what's in front of them but when you're you know, when you're anxious, you're worried about all the other things outside of mm-hmm. what's happening right at that moment. And so to be able to like have that stuff fall away, you know, in a manner of speaking, like the, the peas pulled out from underneath mm-hmm. the princess and then the princess can focus on sleeping instead of the pea right. and she can sleep. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it's like kids in a bed, you know, with you, you know, right. co-sleeping is an amazing thing. But when those kids are out of the bed, then you're kind of like, oh, my gosh, I can actually sleep. You know what I'm saying? So it, that's the same principle. So it's a mind yeah. works that same way. So it's, you know, even when I work with like other clients doing other things sometimes it's the chaos it's like once you get the chaos Mm -hmm. out of your mind and you can focus on the one thing it's like oh my gosh I can actually get stuff done but it's getting the clutter out of there and so that's that's what a lot of people are seeing is they're getting their peas out from underneath their mattress (laughs) and they're able to focus on what they need to focus on and I mean the peas are still there it's just not to the magnitude that it was before. It minimizes. It minimizes that. that. And, yeah. and your brain is able to organize those in a way to go, okay, this is priority now. This is not. And oftentimes when we get overstimulated, we can't prioritize what we need to do at what time. And so right. it get, and then that's what gets more frustrating to people. Right. So they're like, oh, I know I should do this, but then I don't do it because yeah. I've got all these Because they're still in taking all that other information. That's right. what I tell people. Like, we might walk into a room and notice five things. Drayson will walk into a room, and even though he doesn't say it, he's probably noticed like 20 things. Right. And so he just gets, it's just like sensory overload for right. him. So, um, so I think the intake is still there. I just mm-hmm. don't think it's it bothers him as much. Right. Um, or, you know, something to that effect is right. kind of what I'm noticing. Right. And kids like with ADHD, ADD, yeah. I'm not diagnosing or anything like that, but a lot of those kids too have a very, they're, they see more than what we think they see. Yeah. They're in, in Florida, their in, yeah. intake of stimuli. And so if you can minimize that 
or you know alleviate some of that in any way, then you're helping you're helping that situation right. in any way and kind of opens up mm-hmm. those other doors, right? Because yeah. I and it's funny because I I know we talk about CBD being more um, maybe sedating versus you know stimulating, but really when you think about it. You know, you're calming other systems, right? And now you're, it's almost like your brain's kind of maybe getting stimulated in a different way, right? Right? Um, at least that's what I've kind of noticed with Drayson. Mm-hmm. So, which it's been well, really I, I had a, a client, and she described it as it was like her brain finally went, oh, like I can like be my brain, yeah. not func- like not having to focus on all of these, you know. 10,000 things going on right. around me. I could like focus on just what, you know, being creative, be, the having the stimuli that they wanted to have. Right. You know, and so whatever that could be for each individual, you know, whatever creativity, like. their business, whatever. Yeah, whatever it looks like. So they can actually get to that. And so when that she just kind of was like that, oh, moment, yeah, you know, like in her life. Like, like, She's like, yeah, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. and so you are chill at that because you're yeah. kind of in your zone. Like yeah. that's where you want to be. Yeah. I've, I've noticed it too, just personally. Like there's certain things that, Normally, I feel like, well, would I overreact to this or would I have more of a reaction where I'm like, oh, it doesn't bother me as much. Mm-hmm. Now, my family still might beg to differ on that, but, <laughs> but, I, but I, I at least have, I feel like I've noticed a few things here and there, like things that I normally would really bother me to the point of saying something. There's some things that I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah. like it's just a little bit more calming for me. Right, yeah. And I, I use it for different purposes, not just because I'm an anxious mother, but, um, you know, because of my autoimmune as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have found that it's been really beneficial for me. Um, so let me ask you a little bit about, um, like maybe some discrepancies in, you know, talking about CBD administration dosages, um, you know, forms that you had mentioned, I think in um, part one about how sublingual is usually the best straight into the bloodstream, but, but how does one go about maybe looking into um, dosages and, and forms of, of taking CBD? Okay. Um, I, and again, it's not a one size fits all. So right. um, I always tell, I always go with the low and slow method. Okay. And so, you know, if a dose, let's say um, you have a, uh, tincture that is 500 milligrams you know i would tell people to go slow low and slow with that so they might start out with x amount of drops on day one Mm -hmm. and they do that for several days and they see how their body feels and so a lot of learning with cbd in my opinion this is my opinion only but is you're learning what your body's trying to tell you and so you have to start paying attention to what the body's saying to you because the body will tell you everything it needs to know yeah and that gets worse when you're older when you get older too by the way i just right and (laughs) right and we've been conditioned as a culture to find external validation of what our body's telling us right and sometimes that is needed so please do not take that the wrong way so it is needed at times but there's sometimes we have to listen to our body because our body will tell us so if you're hungry and you go to the refrigerator and you're like hey i want this your body's probably telling you you need the nutrient in that food like it automatically knows that same thing with cbd so when you're taking it you begin by taking a certain amount um in the morning and at night and you continue to take that and then there may like some days like for me if i know like I'm doing something that might put me out of my comfort zone. I might take a little bit more because my body's like, hey, you might need a little bit more today. 
So I may take a little bit more. I may take mm-hmm. a few more drops. Mm-hmm. Um, or if maybe I'm not, I know I'm not going to have, you know, the sleep I need or whatever because I'm, I'm traveling or whatnot. Right. So you know what your body needs and the body will tell you. So I always tell people to go, you know, start out low and slow. And the quality of the oil and tincture is super okay. important. Okay. Like, because if, if you go to department store or, you know, the convenience store or big box store and you get something off the shelf, just because on the label it says it has X amount of milligrams of CBD in it, you have to look at all the other stuff that's right, put that's into in it there. too. Right. That can counteract it. So sometimes there's chemicals put in time into it. Sometimes there's other oils that are not great carrier oils, which I don't understand that. If you have hemp oil, why would you not put it in a hemp oil? Like, you know, why would you put it in another carrier oil? Like there's logical things like that, right. like people that, that we just don't think about. Um, you know, sometimes there's dyes put in it, mm-hmm. um, which especially for overstimulation is terrible, you know, right. like, so watch out for dyes. Um, and then, you know, like just the way it's processed. Right. So the way it's extracted or where the plant is even grown. So okay. I'm a, I'm a firm believer that you need to have the crops here in the U.S. because they're regulated in a way that is a little bit different. Europe is a little bit different exception, but um, if it comes from anywhere else in the world, I'm going to question it. So if your thing says made somewhere else than the U.S., I'm going to question that crop and its production and how it was treated. Okay. um, Chemically or not chemically or the ground or whatever, because there's a precise way that it has to be done. And so when you go down the worm, you know, the, the rabbit hole of this, you kind of learn all those things. So it's not, it's not FDA regulated. It is not FDA regulated, but the crops are like, well, at least with the products that I use, I know the crops are right. So that was the wormhole that I went down. Um, and I was able to find a company that, I, cause I mean, I went to dispensaries, I went to all the, mm-hmm. you know, big box stores, I went to all these places, I read the labels and if I couldn't read past like the first two ingredients, I wasn't going to pick it up and t- put it in my body. Right. Um, but if I couldn't even, if half of them don't even have CBD oil on the ingredients, which is right. appalling Doesn't to me that you sense. would think you would buy it. Right. And, People don't look. Um, and I have people bring me stuff. Well, this is what I've been using and it's not working on it. And I'm like, well, it doesn't even have CBD oil in it. Like they're. Yeah. And they and think sh- they think they're taking a CBD. Yeah. Because that's what it says. Right. And well, and it may be derived from the hemp plant, but it's not really, they haven't extracted the cannabinoids correctly. So right. they're not getting the benefits. So they're way, they're really wasting yeah. their money. Um, so, you know, looking at, you know, where it's produced, the quality of it, it should be, you know, kind of a green color and, yeah, you know it shouldn't be clear because that means right. it's probably had some type of chemical to strip it out, um, and so like there's those types of things like to look at for quality of oil that and there's are there make, different like dilutions or you know um, there well there's that? different milligrams okay. kind of like medication so um, you know like with the product that I use one of the things I wanted to be able to see the data sheets right and so I was able to figure out. With certain companies, I wasn't going to, and I asked like seven companies to send me data sheets and none mm-hmm. of them did. Right. And so for a, a researcher, I was like, yeah, why would I take your product if you're not going to send me the data sheet? Or they would send me a data sheet of their whole company. Right. And it not like the crop or the batch or anything like that. So when I, when I was looking for the oil that I was going to use, that was an important thing is I wanted to be able to see mold counts and those types of things, which I know for most of the listeners are going to be like, what the heck? But for me, it meant something. Right. And so I wanted to have that information. um, And I was able to finally find a product that I could get that information on 
what I was taking on every bottle that I was taking. So that was super important to me because then I knew the, the chain of how that right. went from the ground to my mouth. Right. And so that was important. And so we don't, we don't think about that when we take supplements. Right. And so, you know, for some people that may be too extreme or, you know, why do I have to do that? But if you're going to pay for something that you're using to heal yourself, right. then you want the quality of product. And so most, most products are not going to have Right. Maybe one of those components. And if right. you don't have all of them, I, I, I wouldn't recommend wouldn't the product. wouldn't recommend doing it then. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I would just, it's better to not take it, honestly, than to yeah. take something that's subpar. Right. Because even though you might get a little, like, you know, micronutrient of it, you're not going to get the full benefit of it, and you're just wasting your money. Right. You know. Yeah. I, a, I say that, too, a lot about supplements. You have to know you're taking nutritional supplements you know what the what's on the label mm -hmm. and you know is it a certifiable product and all of that and it, and it can be mind-boggling because right. there's a lot of stuff that's not fda regulated mm -hmm. but the you know some of the nutraceutical companies it's up to them that they have to follow that compliance standard so it's like right it's like it's kind of this intricate side game that you don't even know is happening just right. to get your product in hand, you right. know, which is always a little bit interesting to me. Um, so tell me a little bit about, um, and because I had, you know, you to mentor me about the best type of CBD to get mm -hmm. and that type. And I will just for our listeners listening in today, I will be posting Rachel's information in the show notes so that if you do have questions about CBD, you can um, reach out to her um, and and go ahead and pick her brain as I have done several several times before <laughs> right. before even this conversation. But but I wanted to ask you, what do you feel is maybe an appropriate age for a child to start CBD? Well, I'm going to go back to the previous episode. Okay. When mothers begin nursing when they have newborns, we automatically produce. CBD in our milk. Okay. And so I'm just going to leave that question there okay. because there's no research. There's no data to say <laughs> where, but if I'm already right. giving it to my child, right. Because it's naturally being passed, then you can make the determination from there when you want to start it. But what she's trying to say is read between the lines, folks, read between the lines. <laughs> yeah. Um, well we, and just to share a little bit too, I know I mentioned this in the first part one as well, but you know, we start, we tried it with Drayson when he was, I think around five years old and, um, he was like around the age of five or six and, you know, we used it for several months. We didn't notice a huge change mm -hmm. or anything. He still seemed a little overstimulated, right. but now that he's a little bit older, he's 11, almost 12, and right. he's starting to enter that preteen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm so excited face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, the where's the CBD? Quick, yeah. I need some now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're starting to kind of enter that, that phase. And so we decided a couple months ago, mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. I reached out to you and said, you know, listen, I really want to explore this again. And now we're seeing, I'm seeing more things unlock for him now mm -hmm. than I did when he was per se, let's say at the age of five, right. you know, when we, when we tried it the first time. So, and, and one thing that you told me that I think it's important for our listeners to understand was you told me from the beginning, it could take a couple days. It could take months until you notice a difference right mm -hmm. and so you do you notice that that varies for all sorts of people across oh, the board absolutely okay so i mean most people will notice like something initially mm -hmm. within like a few weeks they might notice that they 
are not as edgy with their family or right. they sleep better or they have, you know, less leg cramps, whatever it could be. Like Little it could thing. be everything. I mean, it could be anything. I'm not using diagnoses here, but it could be anything. But most people will notice at least a, a decrease in the negative of those, mm-hmm. of something that's going on. And it's only usually a little bit, let's say maybe like 10%, okay. but they notice it's subtle. This, it's subtle, but those people are paying attention. Right. So I'm going to reiterate that they're paying attention to their body. So mm-hmm. if you're not seeing anything, I will, I always ask people, are you paying attention to your body? Right. Because if you're not, you're not even going to see the subtle things. So when you get to the big things, they're not going to be big things. They're going to just be subtle things to mm-hmm. you. And so paying att- learning to pay attention to their body. And that's for me, that's like one thing that I love when I talk to people and consult them on that because that's the way I do it. Mm-hmm. This, is n- this is not something I'm just going to send you off and say, hey, good luck. Right. You, ha- and, and you, need to, you need to have some direction in it and some consistency with it so that you can get the best benefit out of it because I don't, I, I don't want people that I recommend the products to or to use CBD in any way and then they come back and say, oh, it didn't work. Right. To me, that's like the biggest – I'm like, Why? I'm going to ask you why it didn't work because there's probably, you know, even with Drayson, there might've been a medication that he was on that was like maybe not really working well, or it could have been that he didn't Mm -hmm. take it. I'm not saying any of these things are like what happened, but it could be, it could be not taking it correctly. We're not taking it consistently. That's 99% of the time. That's what it is. There's people, oh, well, I feel good. So why did I take it? Why not? Well, you got to keep taking it. It's a supplement. Would you stop taking your vitamin C? Right. Or your economic, you know, like those, they won't stop taking those, but then they'll stop taking the, the CBD. So like right. the logic there, you know, listeners doesn't make sense to me, but you know, you do what you want to do. But that's, right. that's usually, I'll start asking those questions and that's right. where we'll dig out the, that information to go, why is it? And maybe you need to up the dose. Well, and I look at it as a fuel source too. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm intaking foods, certain foods for my body, right. like this is just another intake of something. Yes. So, so does it, and it's not like, you know, um, you know, like they say with fat soluble vitamins, you have to be careful not to take too much because you can develop a toxicity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, water soluble vitamins, not necessarily. Right. We just, I always like to joke around that, you know, Americans have some of the most expensive urine in the, in the world. We do. <laughs> um, but you know, you just, you go ahead and just, you know, right. you excrete it. But I, but is so is there any concern over that with CBD looking at it from a supplementation standpoint is there anything to be concerned about in terms of toxicity or or anything like that um toxicity wise no because if you're taking it sublingually it's going right into your bloodstream anyways mm-hmm. um you know, a lot of like what you're talking about with fat soluble and water soluble, all that stuff, it's hitting the digestive juices. Right. And so that's where you're going to have some of the interactions. There are, um, which makes sense. Yeah. I, and I, I caution when I say this. And so please consult your doctor on this. Um, cause there are a few heart medications, mm-hmm. um, that are designed to slow the heart rate down. And so with your nervous system relaxing, you're, Blood pressure yeah. oftentimes will relax <laughs> and your right. you know pulse rate will relax. So those things can be affected. So if you're one of those people that maybe is on the lower end of that, you might need to be might need to pay attention right, to right. that. I, I'm one of those people. So there's times where I I mean not that I'm on a medication, but I have you know certain things that my body does. So I have to pay attention to that because if it does, 
I know what those that feeling is. My body will go, hey, wait a second. Mm-hmm. And so maybe for the next couple of days, I don't take quite as much because right. I know my body doesn't need it. Right. You know, I'm listening to what my body's telling me to do. But there are there are a couple of – but as far as toxicity, I don't know if that – Nothing's that, ever come up. Like, yeah. yeah, that – I mean – and. I would know more on if you're taking the other stuff, you might have that issue, but not, I mean, I've never experienced it. I can't say that it doesn't happen, but I've never experienced it with all the stuff I've done and looked at. I was just curious. That definitely has not happened to us either, but that kind of leads me into my next question because you just vaguely touched on it, but do you think it's important that somebody that is interested in maybe starting CBD that they still continue to work with their their healthcare provider or their healthcare team. Absolutely. And, and the reason why there's, it's a twofold reason. One, because there are some things that you need to stay on Mm -hmm. medically. Yeah. They, they, you just are, and that's up for your doctor and you to determine what those things are. Um, but there are some things too, like, you like we said, you'll notice a decrease in those medications. So it could be, you know, various different types of medications that you may take on more of an as needed basis mm-hmm. that you see you don't need to take as needed. Like right. you don't need them. And so you, when you're doing that, you have to make sure with your physician that that's, you know, that it's and, okay. and I, I know of one study that they're doing right now with opioids. And so that's a very interesting study that you can go out and research how they're looking at how this may help with opioid addictions. And I think that's, you know, really cool. Like there may be an alternative to, you know, some of the therapies that we've had with that addiction over the years. Um, And so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But that's still a medical thing that needs to be medically directed, you know. Mm -hmm. So anybody needs to look and work with their physician on it. Secondly... The more you're knowledgeable of it, then the more you can work with your doctor on that because a lot of physicians are not. Right. Like they know of it and depending on their viewpoint, they may go for it or they may not go for it. And that, I mean, that's their choice as a medical practitioner, but you're going to find that if you're your advocate Mm -hmm. for your health, the doctor's not the advocate for your health. They're there to tell you what's acutely wrong, how to fix it from their viewpoint and then go from that place. And so when we work with them, if you're advocating for yourself, you could say, Hey, that's what I had to do with mine is I didn't want to stay on all that stuff because, Oh, they were going to give it to me. They were going to keep giving me the prescriptions every time I went and saw them. And rightly so, because Mm -hmm. that's their job. And so when I was like, Hey, I don't need this as much. I'm only taking it maybe like once a week. Why do I need to keep taking it? And it was, you know, me knowing medications, I was like, I'm taking like three things for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Why do I need three medications for the same problem? Right. And so I was able to start taking them away. But I had to also be cautious because there were some medications that I was taking that those things, if I took them away too quickly, they could have affected them. Right. So that working with a doctor, but advocating the fact that, hey, I'm taking this supplement and it's helping. I'm not having to take this as much, you know. Like one of my physicians, she was just kind of like, well, we don't need it anymore. Right. Keep taking what you're taking and we'll see, you know, if you do need it, you can go get the Mm -hmm. script. But if you don't just, you know, she was more of a listen to your body type physician. Mm -hmm. So I was very lucky with that. But, you know, working with our medical professionals and if we do it in a way of Mm co-creating 
instead of like I'm right or he's right Right. or she's right and I'm wrong, whatever. If we go into it from that vantage point that we're helping trying to be on the forefront of finding maybe alternatives Mm -hmm. for these spaces and, you know, if that doctor doesn't agree with you and you don't like it, you can have the choice of finding a new one. Right. You know, that's, that's all. And I had to do that several times. I had to go to different doctors. And it's so funny too, because when you mentioned about advocating for your health, like I think too, sometimes as a parent, that's difficult to advocate for your child's health right? and try to explain to them the things that you're noticing. And it's like, they're in the room with them for five minutes and they're like, here, take this. Right. It's like, you know, okay, but it, it I want it to be more than that. Right. And, and I realized in the healthcare system, you know, that's that's part of the nature of the beast. Right? right, it is. So it's like, you know, you you do feel, at least I have felt this way as a parent, like your hands are tied a little bit, mm-hmm. um, trying to decipher what's best for, like for me to decide what's best for Grayson. Right. That's been hard for me sometimes because like, you know, he has a psychiatrist and I don't, I don't know how she's going to react when I tell right. her, you know, uh, we cut back his, you know, medication. She told me I could, and I mm-hmm. implemented CBD, and and this is what we're doing now. Right. You know, what does that what is that conversation going to look like? Right. Um. And so that's something that we're we're kind of going down that rabbit hole right now as mm-hmm. we speak. Right. You know, and because some of the medications that Drayson are on, it's like it's not necessarily great for him to be on them so long term, and he's so young, he's only right. eleven. Right. So that's the other concern that I have, and mm-hmm. so. Um, that's why I kind of started looking into some of these other, right. you know, modalities. So, yeah. um, well, and I have to tell you, you know, again, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, you're welcome. Um, it's been, I, you know, it's always, we always have such a good time. In fact, <laughs> Rachel and I never, ever run out of things to talk about no, ever. We never and did. I, 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 but I, you know, I appreciate you as okay. a friend and as a colleague and thank you so much for everything. Um, and like I said, um, I'm going to post Rachel's information in the show notes so that if you do have specific questions about CBD or maybe looking for a resource, um, Rachel would be a great person to help point you in the right direction or give you some of the education that you do seek. Um, this concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a question, comment, or even a show topic that you would like to hear about, please go ahead and send me an email at info at piecesformypuzzle.com. I would love to hear from you. And feel free to give us a good rating on your preferred podcast platform of choice if you haven't done so already. And you can also like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pieces for My Puzzle. And um, like I said, this concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, keep working on your puzzle. And remember, you don't have to have it all solved in a day. Take care. Take care.